Everybody has a podcast. Podcast. Everybody has a podcast. Podcast. Yeah, oh God. Hope you guys had a great weekend. And back in the hails. What's Creeper coming along shortly? And you know. Jay Wiggy, take out the trash. Oh, 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 what it do with you guys out there? What it do, Grant Mills? Uh, Happy Monday, everybody. 9.30 on the cast. What's happening, my friend? Anything exciting in your world? Happy Monday. Baller Buster. Fuck you. Coming up. Oh, man, all weekend, you know. 
That weekend was all right, man. How was your weekend? It was good. A really good. Uh, man, what a what a weird football weekend in April. You got the draft, USFL, uh, XFL. Man, just a lot of uh, football. Never would have thought that years ago you'd see that in April. But good. I actually saw the Stallions play. And uh, beautiful weekend. So nothing to complain about my way. Hi. Hi. Cool. Cool. I had a pretty laid back weekend. Fucking uh, I didn't do too much, you know. And um, that's good for me because that's just uh, sometimes how it is. You know what I mean? You you did dip your toes in a little Basil Hayden. Is that right? Oh, Basil Hayden. Yeah, I did. I did. Not bad. Uh, That shit, though, I can... uh, Really easy to drink. I was going to say, it's dangerous. It's so damn easy. It's good. I haven't had it in a minute, but that was a good reminder that uh, I needed to pick up a bottle because that is one of my favorites. And uh, yeah, I didn't realize it's a... It's Jim Beam. Is that right? Or uh, did I read it wrong? Yeah, yeah. uh, Yeah. No, you're right. Mm. Yeah, sweet. Yeah. Yeah, so not bad, not bad, smooth. I drank a lot of it, and I didn't get drunk. The mash bill's good on it. Like I told you, some uh, bourbons in their mash bill will fuck you to hell. Um, This one, uh, pretty easy to drink. I swear, I drank, like, a lot of it. That's kind of like Buffalo Trace, dude. You can kill a half a fifth. Oh, God, yeah. I still don't. It doesn't get me fucked up, though. I don't know. Like, some bourbon, like the Jacks and a lot of the uh, those I can drink, like really easy and then i don't get fucked up man but uh like some whew, some i'm pretty bad pretty bad yeah buffalo is such a fucking delicious bourbon i, I remember buying a bottle because it's so hard to find now it's getting a little easier here but they mark it up so much but i remember uh when it was tough i, I went to tennessee and i found a bottle and uh, i think it was on a friday man that saturday i was like i'll have a glass man I finished that shit that night. It was went down so easy, so smooth, and yeah, didn't feel like really shit the next day. Hell yeah, shit is very good. I did have sex with this girl this weekend. You did? Tell us about it. I did, I did, man. She was so dumb, she thought Hamburger Helper came with another person. (laughs) I don't know why I hit that whip button. That was uh, the wrong button. But guess who's in the hands? Wiz, what up? What up, Wiz? What's up, y'all? What's up, y'all? Hope you had a good weekend. Did. It was alright. Oh, yeah. What about you, Wiz? Well, me and Baby, you know, we, we went and saw a toad shaman and smoked some toad venom. I got closer to God, yeah. Toad shaman? Wow, that's some out there shit. So you smoke toad venom. Yeah, I just don't know about the energies of the earth. And you just got to feel love. Sometimes you just don't realize how small you are in the world, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, God. That's what? <laughs> and you're on baller or buster. I'm going to need you to fucking, like, not be dumb. Oh man, what else is going on? With a buster all the time. <laughs> Five dollars, buster. I mean, yeah. 
Wills is in love with Wendy. That's cute. <laughs> That's cute. That's cute. Well, always playing games. Jay Wiggy, what's the uh, what? What's you got your meal prep ready? What's the meal prep looking like for this week? Meal prep this week is really, really bland. I've got chicken breast on the menu. Got some meatballs. Always a little steak. Man, you know I get kind of bored with rice and potatoes, so ugh, I don't really have a ton of carbs this week. I got some fruit, strawberries, raspberries, blueberries, and uh. For dessert, little squares of dark chocolate. Not too bad. I ever huh? do. Uh, I ever do like fish. Yeah, I got Herring. a little bit of salmon, man. Yeah, we do salmon mostly. Um, How about a nice fried cod? Fried cod, man. That fried shit—that's what's going to get your ass. Fried. I don't give a damn. Yeah, I I got to. It's just it's something I love. Now salmon, I love, but I, I do like fish. I actually wanted to go to the Gulf and catch a mess of fish and uh, bring it back and freeze it for a while because uh, fish is expensive as fuck and it's stinky. What? Smelling like a poop. Before that low key one. They need an episode with just sound effects. Everybody just listens and for an hour. It's just fucking. Oh. <laughs> Get in the Forget yes. again. What is this shit? Well, this I know terrible. one thing we got going on is that fucking Baller or Buster 2023 edition, third annual Baller or Buster. Let's go ahead and without further ado, let's just get into this shit. Fuck yeah. Damn. Father Buster, everyone. 
2023 edition. That's right. Third annual Baller or Buster. So, ah, I don't know if you motherfuckers tune into the draft. I did. We're only doing the top 10 because who the hell cares about the rest of them? Jay Wiggy, did you catch any of the draft? I did catch the draft. Uh, watched the first. I actually watched the first three, four rounds. Definitely the first round, first uh, ten picks, because I wanted to get a head start on Baller or Buster. But um, you know, I, I don't. I saw a lot of uh, feedback on it. I do wish the draft was a weekend thing, and it was at one time. Is that not right? It was a Saturday. Uh, you know, they started then. I did Thursday night shit. Eh, I don't know. I think it starts getting forgettable by the weekend. I'd rather them start on the weekend, make it a whole all-day Saturday-Sunday fiasco. Uh, that being said, yes, I did catch it. was interesting, especially the top ten. So I'm excited with Grant Mills and, to a much lesser degree, Wes Creever breaking this shit down. What? Let's go ahead and do it then. We're going to go ahead and start with number one. A fast processor with quick release and the touch to lead receivers to yards after the catch. Rare poise. No moments too big. Bryce Young from Alabama going to the Carolina Panthers. Raj would be excited. Uh, well, I mean, come on. Bryce fucking Young. I think this is a good pick. Uh, I think this is a good team. They're in rebuild mode. They need a young quarterback. Uh, the league is going to this more Russell Wilson looking like uh, QB. It's got a lot of, you know, he's like he's a true dual threat quarterback. Uh, man, they say he's undersized. I don't think so. I think uh, it's it's all about fit, you know. And uh, I think this is a good one. He's definitely, definitely a baller for me. What about you, Jay Wig? I, I honestly could not have said it better. Um, yeah, Bryce Young, you're going to have four starting Alabama quarterbacks, Mac Jones, Jalen Hurts, Tua Tagovailoa, and uh, now Bryce. And I think Bryce is the best of the pack. I mean, arguably the best of those four at Alabama. And the undersized thing, he was really not injury prone. He started, what, two seasons? Uh Played in three, went in as a junior Hurley draft, and I, I don't think the size bothers him. He, he, he's really tough. He's poised in the pocket. Uh, absolute baller. I think the best product that Saban's had at Alabama as a quarterback, I think the Panthers, I think it's a great fit for him. Um, so 100% baller. Honestly, no questions. I don't see anything. Uh, they say he may play at 185, 190, but – like you said, that's just the way the game's going. He's quick. He's not injury prone. Uh, Bryce Young's going to have a really successful career in the NFL. Mm, that's that's good. I mean, he's definitely a fucking baller, y'all. I'm not dumb. That's good because I thought you might say something dumb. <laughs> Oh God! That's, <laughs> powers of analyzing quarterbacks blows me away. Excellent job, Wes. So we got three baller votes on that man. All right, so that's pretty much easy. Let's go to number two, C.J. Stroud. So he is a your quintessential uh, kind of you know 
quarterback for the NFL, 6'3", 214, out of Ohio State. And let's see what oh, let's go back to Bryce Young, 5'10", 204, Alabama. We already went on that, but I'll just uh, give you those stats for the fuck of it. Anyway, C.J. Stroud, 6'3", 214, out of Ohio State. Pure pocket passer. Um, I was impressed against George, but that's is that's it. Uh, he doesn't have a lot of tape against what I would consider uh, worthy opponents. He's got a unique feel for trajectory. I think hmm, he uh, he still got to improve some things. Uh, got a smooth delivery, and I think he's got some potential here. Going to Houston. Uh, as the second overall pick, he's got a 94 grade, uh, didn't do very good on the Wonderlink though. And could be some questions about that, but we're talking about athletic prowess, mm, man. You know what? I'm going to say baller on him. Uh, it's really a 50 ball. I'm going to say baller. Like, what do you think about Stroud? Ooh, that's a, uh. A good breakdown. I think I share the same sentiments that you do, Grant Mills. Um, I watched a lot of Ohio State. They were a good competitive team. Impressive quarterback. Didn't do anything that made me think he was one of the best. He's surrounded by great talent, but he came through. Um, the Wonderlick stuff and the and that. I, you know, I never realized how much stock these. Uh, NFL executives put into that. It's crazy. Like they're actually testing your smarts, but they look back. This is your analytical skills and whatnot. And I think NFL don't think it's it's not an opinion. It's true. It's a much faster uh, play. You got to think quick, much quicker than uh, college. And you're the one percent of the one percent of the one percent. So how does uh, <laughs> how does a dumbass do in that environment? No, I'm kidding. Um, good size, good throws. Uh, I'm going to lean on Buster on this one, and it's not that I think he's going to be bad. I just don't think he's going to have a storied career, and I think he will eh, play a couple of years and probably be forgettable. Uh, I honestly don't have really any reason to justify that, but his uh, – man, that, that intellectual shit scares me. So I'm going to say Buster on Stroud. Buster! All right. Wiss, what do you think? I'm talking down on a fucking OD. Ohio State, yeah. I don't think so, motherfuckers. He's a baller all day. Baller. All right, so you're going baller. <clears throat> yeah, I, I'm like that. That baller vote that I put in there is not. I don't know. I'm not really. You know, it's just you know. Who the hell knows? Like I said, it's fifty ball. Third pick in the NFL 2023 draft. Oh, shit. Sorry. Wes Creever. <laughs> what? Is Will Anderson Jr. out of Alabama? Oh, whoa, whoa. Line mugger. 6'4", 253 out of Bama. 95 grade. Good to see some defense out here. He is a beast. Uh, look, man, he can get to the quarterback. He's a good pass rusher. Sets hard edge, locates the ball, and quickly disengages defending the run. 
got a pretty good range, and uh, I mean, dude's a beast. Uh, so, coming from the Alabama pedigree, this is an easy, uh, an easy deal here. And, I mean, he's a defensive player, I feel like. I don't know. I just feel like those guys, if you're really good on defense, and you're coming from Alabama, come on, man. He's a baller. He's a baller. He is a baller. Baller. What do you think, Wick? 100% baller. Uh, yeah, Will Anderson Jr., man, he's been – a fucking beast since he's been on campus. Uh, you know, this last season he had, he wasn't as productive, but he was getting double teamed nearly every game. If you go back and watch his matchups, I mean, they had to put two on him. So that speaks volumes about how good he is. Uh, not much to say. Big old motherfucker. 6'4", 253. Um, I mean, just a destroyer when he gets back there. So uh, I think that's actually a good fit, too. I think they uh, Texans got a, got a great uh, fit for their defense there. So, baller all the way. Baller! I mean, we're talking about Alabama, and he's a baller guy. Baller! So, we got all three ballers on that one. That's a pretty easy one, though, man. I mean, uh... Yeah. <clears throat> we'll go to number four. This is an interesting one. Anthony one. Richardson, yeah, going to the Colts out of Florida, 6'4", 244. Um, we've seen a lot of him, a lot of uh, impressive games and not impressive games. He is a beast. He can drive the ball very easily. He's a big boy. Got speed, too. He's fast as fuck. And... Um, it's a lot of potential with this guy. People are looking at him as potential. He has some just horrible games, though, man. I don't know. You know, I'm going to go ahead and say Buster on him. Buster. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Wiggy? Uh, you're still in my thoughts. You're in my head. Uh, yeah, I mean, he when he was good he was good when he was bad he was shitty um florida was not an impressive team last year and that's no fault of his own there's 21 other guys uh starting but you know at the end of the day the quarterback's the leader uh there were games and plays that were highlight reels and then he was a low light big old dude 6'4 244 um you know kind of reminds me of, of like a tebow kind of guy man you might want to move him out to a Check him out at a different position than quarterback. I, I just – I don't see it. I, I think he's a, you know, large dude. I think he can make the big plays. But Willie, I don't see it. Uh, Buster for me. Buster. Uh, I mean, I think he's a fucking baller, y'all. Fuck all y'all. I think he's going to do it. Like, like two years to sit behind some quarter beef. And then being a fan, I don't know about the coach, y'all. That's the only thing that might make my buster. But I'm going to say ball, y'all. That's a bad pick, Wiss. You shut up, dumbass. We're going to go ahead and go to pick number five now. And now, a lot of these, I don't know who the fuck there are. <laughs> the rest of them, except for B. John Robinson and Jalen Carter, really. 
Devin Witherspoon out of Illinois, cornerback. Um, 93 grade. Looks like he's pretty good. Um, six foot, 181. Uh, they didn't take no safeties in the top. You know, I don't even fucking know, man. Uh, he's on the defense, man. I never saw any of his shit. I don't watch Illinois. <laughs> Uh, it seems like he can get off blocks pretty good. And, uh, you know what? Let's just say, uh, let's just say Buster. I'm going to say Buster. Buster. What do you think about this dude? I actually am completely opposite. I went back and watched his highlights and some of the games and he was pretty fucking impressive. Made some outstanding plays at corner, Uh, good shutdown corner, uh, really sticky on the receivers i mean he now again i think you make a good point this guy's from illinois so what type of talent was he playing against uh you know going in yeah it's always hard to gauge that you've had sec uh big 10 you know and and all everybody else acc with clemson so illinois is kind of a team you don't expect to have a top 10 pick fuck you don't expect them to have many first round picks so that concerned me, but watching the highlights that I did, extremely impressive uh, corner, and uh, you know, picked high for a reason. So I'm gonna say baller. I think he's a dark horse here. Uh, I think it's a good pick based on what I see. So I, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go baller. I'm I'm gonna go with Jay Wiggins. That's gonna say baller as well. He looked pretty good, pretty good, and uh, I think his first year he's gonna fucking ball out, yeah. All right, so uh, two ballers and a buster. Pick number six out of Ohio State, Paris Johnson. Junior Paris. Oh, fancy name. Offensive tackle. Uh, Ohio State. Yeah. Um, 91 grade. Overall rank 12 to position. He's, he's pretty he's a fucking big dude at 6'6, 313. Uh, I watched some Ohio State, but like most people, man, I mean, I'm not, I watch ball, but I'm not looking at the O-line. Like, I don't just like looking at the O-line and like, you know, but you know what? I want to say baller on this guy because I just have a feeling. What do you think about this dude, Wiggy? What do you think about this dude? What do I think about Paris? Paris Johnson. Uh, Paris Johnson Jr. Uh, 6'6", 313. Big old motherfucker. Uh, you know, speaks volumes. He was at Ohio State protecting Stroud. So I think that probably a, a, a win in the column. If you give Stroud's, uh, who, if you give him, who I said was a buster, hey, uh, you know, make him a good quarterback. He's probably doing his job on the line. Offensive linemen are going to be hard to say because if you're that big, that size, I don't want to say you have to be one-dimensional, but you just have one job to do. 
you know, you're protecting your quarterback or your, your you know, or your runners. I should, you know, I think it's more than that, but it's it's a little bit more of an easy dynamic um, in what your skills are. You're big, you're blocking. Uh, if you can be good at that, then you can probably have a long, successful career. And, uh, man, they kind of go under the radar. So I'm with you. I'm going to say he's going to be a baller. He's got the size, and he comes from a good pedigree. I mean, he's from the Ohio State University, dumbasses. What do y'all think? I'm going to say that. He's a baller. That's three ballers on that one. Now, pick number seven. Going to my Raiders. Defensive end Tyree Wilson, 6'6", 271 out of Texas Tech. Powerful pass rusher. Difficult to keep off the quarterback. And uh, I've seen a little bit of stuff on this guy, actually. He gets off blocks pretty fast, and he's got length. I mean, he's long. Uh, big boy. Texas Tech. Now, you know what? I'm going to say, uh, damn. I just don't know, man. This is this one's kind of hard. I'm going to say baller on him. I'm going to say baller on uh, Tyree. Just going to the Raiders. I'm going to say baller. Ballin'. <laughs> what do you think about Tyree Wilson going to the Raiders here, Wiggy? Uh, I think they need all the help they can get, um, so I don't think that's a bad thing. Uh, I, I'm with you. I watch some of his highlights. Pretty impressive. Texas Tech really doesn't uh, do much for me, but, you know, again – He's thought well Patrick enough to get picked Holmes came out of there, but he's a quarterback. Ah, yeah, staying corrected a little bit. Um, you know, and I don't even dislike Texas Tech. Just been kind of quiet the past couple of years. But the one thing I remember they said, this dude has a massive fucking wingspan. 6'6 with a 86-inch wingspan. That's over 7 foot, um, which is the average of an NF, excuse me, NBA player. So as big as this dude is, as uh, well thought of as he is by these uh, coaches, uh, you know, 6'6", 271, 86-inch wingspan, getting off blocks quick, man, I, I think he's going to be a baller. I mean, I just have a feeling this dude's a buster. He looks like an old buster. Buster! All right, so you got a buster and two ballers. Uh, 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 uh. It seems that some of these players that are, like, on the offensive line and the, the defensive ends, you don't really hear a lot about them anyway. So, um, if they have a successful I career, I mean, you wouldn't necessarily know, I guess, but maybe you would. Fuck, I don't know. If you're paying attention, they just don't get highlighted, but uh, you would be yeah. able to tell, I guess, fairly easily still right now in the age of the net, but. Yeah, I think that's the best career though. Something under the radar. You're not a face of the fran- you know, of the franchise. Nobody you could probably go most places. Nobody's gonna know who you are, but you're still a multimillionaire. I don't think you can beat that. I think fame would be cool for such a short amount of time, and then you're gonna get fucking sick of it. Um, so I think that's good. You know, OTs and uh, defensive linemen, man, do your shit. Get collect your checks. 
have a long career. And, you know, I think, and this is just completely assuming, you're probably going to be better protected, uh, you know, on the line from getting, you know, banged in the head full speed and shit like that. And then again, you're getting collision every play in the trenches, man. But you're not returning a punt and getting speared by somebody running full speed. So, I don't know. There's always that concern. That is a concern. Oh, pick oh, yeah. number eight. Bijan Robinson. 5'11", 2'15", out of Texas. Running back. Hey, running back is such a fucked up position. Because uh, you will get fucked up at this position. Now, Bijan. He going ATL out of Texas. He's a running back. He is a uh, pretty beastly. He's instinctive, reliable pass catcher, and he can get some yards after contact as well if he's catching that ball. So, I don't know about this guy. I want to say Buster. I just feel like he's a. I just feel like a Buster. Buster. What do you think about Bijan, man? Bijan. Dijon Mustard Robinson. Bijan. Dijon. I I went back and forth on this when I thought about it. Um, You know, pretty good player. Watched some Texas games. Uh, You know, impressive combine performance, at least in the uh, 40. 4-4. I think that's pretty uh, pretty solid speed. Uh, Good size for running back. 5-11, 215. Um, mm, I originally wanted to say baller, but man, I I don't know. I'm I'm so I I don't know. I'm on the fence on it. I'm gonna say a cautious buster, and I don't think he's gonna be a complete flop. But just, just something about him doesn't impress me. Maybe it's his name, Bijan. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to say Buster on it. I just don't see it. Buster! I'm like, I think this dude right here is a fucking baller, y'all. I love Bijan. Buster is pretty good. <laughs> I like no stuff, so uh, that's what I'm going to say. He's a baller, yeah. Baller! <laughs> Man, the <laughs> NFL <laughs> the combine, combine staff listening to Wiss's uh, analysis tonight, and they're going to hire him to run the NFL Combine next year, basing somebody's uh, skills off it. Their name sounds like mustard. Let's so, okay. get a Wonder League uh, score of minus one. What's the Wonder League? Yeah. Ah, ah. All right, so got uh, two busters in a baller now. Pick number nine out of Georgia. Georgia is Jalen Carter going to the Philadelphia. Uh, I was about to say 76ers. That's not right. Philadelphia oh, Eagles. 6'3", <laughs> out of Georgia, 93 grade. It was a beast. Had some issues off the field, but um, 
Yeah, he's coming out of fucking Georgia, and he's a defensive player. And uh, I don't know, man. I'm just gonna, you know what? When, when it comes, like I said, when it comes to this defense and shit, and then coming up in the system with uh, Georgia, you got Kirby. He's a, you know, he's from the the Saban tree. So man, I, I'm going. I am going baller. Wiggy, yeah. what do you think about Jalen Cartel? Cartel, it's a Cartel. Georgia, oh <laughs> Georgia, yeah. Jalen Carter's one that I've gone uh, back and forth on too. They, uh, I think they, uh, some who was it that got under fire for saying he had character issues and that became an issue. Uh, oh, then, Todd McShay. Uh, that's right. Then all that and, shit happened, and Todd McShay's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, bitch. Yeah, I, and I think that's a big deal. It doesn't make you – it's easier – listen, it's easier to get away with clowning when you're an adult and this is your career. They don't care. They want you to perform. In college, it's a lot more under the microscope. Maybe different. I shouldn't say that, but college is going to kick you off. NFL, man, they're just going to fucking play you. It's about money. Um, he comes from Georgia. Great size. I mean, really a fucking – that LSU game, he picked up the quarterback in one arm, <laughs> holding the hands on him. He's a fucking monster. Uh, dude, moves well for a 314-pound big old dude. State weightlifting, uh, I think, second-place finisher, 395-pound bench press. I mean, that's you know strong motherfucker. Um, I went back and forth. I wanted to say Buster originally, but... Like I did opposite of Bijan Dijon Mustard, I'm gonna go a cautious baller. Um, you know, I think if he keeps himself in check, works hard, and keeps up, uh, you know, that pedigree from Georgia, plays like he can, I think he can do really well. So I'm gonna say baller for Jalen Carter. Baller. All right, yeah, I'm gonna leave him. I don't know if I he's Buster, because, I mean, I don't give a damn, y'all. All right. Well, then you'll say Buster. Buster! Oh, oh, we got one more hang. We got one more hang. Oh, oh. Last pick. Last pick. Buster. Darnell Wright. Out of Tennessee. 6'5", yeah. pounds. 90 grade. He's massive. Um, Pretty quick. He can get to the second level. Uh, oh, he's caught out of Tennessee. He a buster, man. Fuck this motherfucker. I'm going to say buster. What are you thinking here? Fuck the Vols, buster. Buster. Uh, I'm only, I hate Tennessee, y'all. I think he's a stupid ass man of Buster. <laughs> Buster! All right. Well, that's it. Top 10 <laughs> NFL oh, draft. Baller or Buster. There you go, folks. So, only time will tell. Stay tuned for next year's Baller or Buster when we do it again. All right. <laughs> Oh man, that was good. That was good. We had, yeah, I think there was three unanimous ballers.
for our top 10 that uh, you, uh, Wiz, and myself all agreed were, and that's going to be Bryce Young, Will Anderson, a little Bama love there, and then number six, uh, Paris Johnson Jr. out of Ohio State. So we got to keep an eye on all our top 10, but those three in particular to see how they do and see how our uh, analyses uh, play out for the future. But, you know, anything... Grant Mills, that stood out to you in the first round? Did you watch the whole first round? Did you see any surprises? that uh, uh, Anything you liked? Oh, this well, like? uh, fucking Will Levis fell, fell out of the first round. And, oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. You know what? No, I didn't think he was going to go high anyways. Tape wasn't that good. Nobody in the SEC really. It was that stupid-ass uh, Mel Kuyper that, that uh, fucking pumped him up so hard. And those so-called experts says he was going to go in the top five. It wasn't there. His tape wasn't there. And then he had all these weird fucking answers, uh, you know, when the interviews. I don't know if he's trying to be cute or what, but they didn't like that. And so, uh, yeah, man, I wasn't really surprised. I know a lot of people probably were, but, you know, it's actually better for him, man. You know, he, he, seems, he seems like an idiot. So if he would have got like a, a in the top five and a fat contract, he might have Ryan leafed his way straight out of the league. So uh, I think uh, this way is, is better. You got, you know, it's Kentucky, man. Okay, first of all, and second of all, uh, he's gonna need to prove himself, man. I think that's probably, you know, he got a good chance. So let's see what's what's happening. I mean, look at Brock Purdy; he was Mister Irrelevant, and uh, so you never know what can happen. But uh, I don't have a good feeling about him, man. No, so. I I agree. That's a really good, uh, really good, good, good pick on uh, some surprise because, yeah, he's up there with his girl all decked out, ready for prom night. And, I mean, he's his expectations are he's going. He's top five, if not a top ten. Uh, he's up there. That's what he's feeling. And, uh, yeah, got back to the next day. Well, see, he was the first pick of the second round, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah, one Whatever. or two. Number 33 was. Was that the first one? Oh, the second yeah, round? Yeah, he may have been the first or uh, maybe the second. But, yeah, I, I don't think he had a really anything in particular that stood out. I mean, he played for fucking Kentucky. Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, I always heard that there's he, he kind of helped drum himself up. But, yeah, a little bizarre um, in the way he uh, conducted his interviews. So, really, uh, you know, kind of a weirdo. But, you know, that's a good point, too. I mean, I think, you. I mean, you know, you're still in it. I mean, you're a round two pick. I mean, go, you're still making a shit ton of money, not the first round money, but still a substantial amount. But it gives you something to play for and to prove the haters wrong. But I, I still think I'm with you. I think he's going to be a forgettable uh, a forgettable candidate. Anything else that you saw that uh, any of your uh, NFL teams pick up any good players? Or Yeah, I didn't pay attention after the, <laughs> after the, <laughs> the top. Yeah. You know, I don't, you know, after the first day, man, it's really whatever. So, yeah, well, as a Bama guy, I thought uh, Gibbs going at 12th almost got in the top 10. I thought he was a steal. I mean, I wish we uh, wish Bama would have had him one more year. He's also a Georgia Tech product, so I can't uh, take full Bama credit on that. But uh, what an outstanding bat. Ran a 4-3 in the combine. So, But going to Detroit, so Godspeed, Jameer Gibbs. Well, they get a good check. That's about it, but... Uh... Detroit is cursed. Cursed! So we'll see about those fools and see how their careers pan out. And, uh, you know, 
<laughs> Let's get into the news. got some this isn't really odd news it's kind of funny and we got some uh we got some nerdo news as well for all you guys that like being nerds and i like being a nerd sometimes so it's not it's not a negative thing but in uh kind of odd news school principal unlocks dumpster and finds bear inside <laughs> this picture is pretty funny so <laughs> This bear getting out of a dumpster. This guy's hauling ass. <laughs> By Ben Cooper. So it looks like it's in West Virginia. And uh, there's actually a video of this thing. And uh, Nicholas County Board of Education. Mayhurst. A school principal in West Virginia received a scare Monday morning when he unlocked a dumpster outside of the building came face to face with a bear. There's a video posted by the Nicholas County Board of Education on Facebook. It shows Zila Elementary School Principal James Marsh removing the latch from a dumpster outside the school Monday morning. And uh, he's looking at this thing. He's getting it out. It looks like it was locked. How the hell? Bear. Huh. And it shows him removing the latch. And when he removes the latch, <laughs> this bear hops out of there. Damn. But the bear's running away, too. So we kind of fuck with him. But now that's pretty funny. Um... So yeah, he uh, he didn't get fucked up though. But he's looking funny. for some snacks. Yeah, he was I'm just looking enough. for some food. Yeah. It wasn't a grizz. It looked like a black bear there. So I don't think they're as bad as like a fucking grizzly. But still, man, I'd be running. Fuck yeah. She still a bear. I'm mean, I'd be the fast. German man breaks record for assembling Mr. Potato Head blindfolded. Another Ben Hooper article. And there is video on this. Fastest time to build a Mr. Potato Head blindfolded. (laughs) A German man was awarded an unusual world record when he assembled a Mr. Potato Head toy in 12.11 seconds while blindfolded. Andre Ortolf, a serial world record breaker, with more than 100 titles to his name, donned a blindfold and started with a fully disassembled Mr. Potato Head toy. Ortoff added a feet, arms, and head, face, and hat to the plastic spud in 12.11 seconds. Earning a Guinness, Guinness, shit, Guinness World Records title. Ortoff previously broke the record for the fastest time to finish a Capri Sun after drinking his beverage <laughs> pouch in 10.41 seconds. Well, I remember them damn Capri Suns, man. Yeah, them pouch, good. Like, yeah, yeah, like pure sugar. But they were good. Man, uh, too much time on his hands coming up with all man, this shit. Man, there is video if you guys want to uh, peep that dumb shit. Anyway, so what else is going on? Let's get this a little, uh, a little video game news. Video game Blockbuster game development costs are out of control. This one's by Ethan Gack. Microsoft's fight over the Activision deal reveals ballooning game budgets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
They bought Activision for like 60-something billion or something, Ooh. right? Fucking ridiculous. So the production of big-budget games has uh, felt unsustainable for a while now, and all evidence points to major blockbusters only getting more expensive in the years to come. Testimony in the regulatory fight over Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard shows that the game publishers are spending more and more than ever to make new entries in their biggest franchises, from Call of Duty to Grand Theft Auto 6. One publisher even claims to spend over $1 billion on a recent release when both production and marketing costs are taken into account. A recent decision by the UK's Competition and Markets Authority to block Microsoft's merger was accompanied by a 418-page report outlining its research and reasoning, including a section devoted to ever-rising game development costs. It cites research by market analyst firm IDG projecting, uh, projecting blockbuster game budgets would grow from an average of 50 to $150 million last console generation to over $200 million for games released in the next couple of years. Back in 2014, it was closer to $60 million. So, um, the report also says that some AAA franchises like Call of Duty have development budgets already exceeding $300 million, and the next GTA and other future tentpoles are expected to hit $250 million or higher. Activision is quoted in saying um, in this report, uh, with reference to Call of Duty, we have to make so much content for Call of Duty, we can't even lean on one lead studio anymore. Now we need almost 1.5 lead studios for each annual COD. That kind of bandwidth pressure is forcing us to outsource more and more. I don't see that changing anytime soon. So, as with everything, looks like costs just going up and going up and going up and going up. Inflation! What? Joe Biden. So, yeah, what a fuckhead. Well, that's going to keep on happening, folks. Uh, I don't really play games uh, that much. Well, I do. Well, anyway, we do play games here. So that's what we do. But I don't get into like those flagship games like Call of Duty and all that shit. That, that, those games, I really don't do too much. I don't yeah, know. You seem like you have a more diverse palette and appreciation for some classical taste, and you kind of change it up. But there's some guys that are just strictly. There's some people that just die on that hill of that one game, and Call of Duty and GTA Five come to mind. So um, I'm with you. I like to keep my. Uh, I got to keep it new, keep it interesting, go back to the classics, swap it up a little bit. Worst Zelda game gets new life as a fan-made Game Boy. Uh, I think what? I was supposed to say remake. It says demake by oh, Zach Zwieson. I need a proofread your shit. Or if D makes a word, I don't think so. Back in the 1990s, Phillips tried to break into the video game market with his doomed-to-fail multimedia set-top box standard called CDI. Many brands and models of CDI players were released, but all of them flopped and mostly forgotten in 2023. However, Phillips did acquire the rights to develop three Zelda games for its unpopular machines. They sucked. Now a fan has taken what's perhaps the worst of those games, a top-down RPG starring Zelda herself, and unofficially ported it to the Game Boy. You might be wondering how Phillips was able to create Zelda games on a non-Nintendo platform. The answer involves Sony, weirdly enough. In 1989, Sony and Nintendo signed a deal to create CD-based 
create a CD-based add-on for the SNES. However, Nintendo would later back out of the deal and instead work with Philips. Sony was pissed and decided to develop its own game console, a little device you might have heard of called the PlayStation. Meanwhile, oh, Nintendo saw a poor reaction to the Sega or the Genesis Sega CD add-on and backed out of its planned SNES CD hardware entirely. It is believed that as some recompense for dissolving the deal, Nintendo ended up licensing some IP to Philips, allowing the company to make its own Zelda games. They weren't great, and one of the three, Zelda's Adventure is seen by many fans as the worst of the bunch and often cited as the worst Zelda game ever released. You can go on YouTube and look at this Zelda's Adventure. I'm going to have to look at it. I'm a Zelda fan, and I've got some knowledge I've got to drop, and we both are going to learn something, because a D-make is a video game remake on an older platform or one which converts oh. the game to an older graphical or gameplay style. I did not know that. I didn't either. I thought he had a. I thought it was a fucking misspelling. All right. Well, there you Never go. I heard that. Yeah, so you learn something new every day. The more you know. Uh, developed by John Lay. Uh, he described himself as a programmer and graphic nerd. According to Lay, a big fan of the 2D, 2D Zelda games. And out of the three CDI Zelda games, Zelda's adventure looked interesting. And after stumbling across an early version of the modern development tool, GB Studio, he decided to start working on a D-Make during COVID-19. As the idea of a portable version of the unbeloved game seemed like something he'd want to play. So he started to do that. And uh, he, uh, I don't know. Why would he want to remake a game that sucked? Uh, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I'm not sure about that. Yeah. But, I mean, can you buy this motherfucker anywhere? Uh, I'm not saying. Yeah, Maybe I if don't you. See uh, uh, oh, yeah, you can it, actually. If you want to play this, you can download the ROM from his itch page. There is a link johnlay.itch.io slash Zelda's Adventure. And uh, he's got a YouTube channel as well. So you actually can get it. And uh, that's kind of cool. But like I said, why would you remake a suck game? Unless maybe you can make it cool. I don't know. But is Maybe. it even the game anymore if you've really changed it that much? I mean, it's... Uh, I don't know. I'm curious. You know what? Fuck it. I'd give it a try. Yeah. I want to check it out. There's a link right there. I might look into that. On a later time. Oh, maybe tomorrow. I'm wondering, like, how much he changed it, though. I mean, if you're changing it where it's a completely different game, then to me, that's a different game. And, you know, my uh, wheelhouse is the sports shit, NCAA, uh, NCAA, NCAA, I've seen revamped. I mean, but it's 2014 improved. It's not a completely different game. So I wonder, uh, you know, when you get into uh, D-makes, like, what constitutes, like, it's uh, improved or you're just converting it a bit? Or is this just a, you know, you're just... Making a fucking new game out of it, based off of it. So I'll check it out. I want. I want to see this shit. It, maybe it is better. Maybe it's just the game sucked on that other system because the controls are off. And I don't know. Maybe it's. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's the same game. He just, you know, did a version for the Game Boy, 
and uh, maybe a lot of coding yeah. and stuff you had to do. But you know, it sucked uh, uh, back in the back in the day. If you played like Mortal Kombat and you were really good on Super Nintendo, and you went to a friend's house and they had Mortal Kombat, but it was on a Sega. Oh uh, yeah, with the three buttons. Yeah, you had to use like select as like the block or some shit or the low kick or it always kind of fucked your head up. I, I could never play on the Sega Mortal Kombat because I got my, you know, you don't have the four buttons for high, low kicks and punches. So it kind of threw me off, but uh, I digress. So, that's the news, everyone. What? Oh, God. God. Man, we do have a vintage game review coming up. And it's going to be a classic one. For the Nintendo 64. Super Mario 64. a 64 i think this game came with the uh with the fucking system super mario 64 is a platform game developed and published by nintendo 4 the nintendo 64 was released in japan and north america in 1996 pal regions in 1997 is the first super mario game to feature 3d gameplay combining traditional super mario gameplay visual style and characters in a large open world in the game, Bowser, the primary antagonist of the Super Mario franchise, invades Princess Peach's castle and hides Her the pussy. castle's sword. Run! <laughs> and play... As Mario, the player collects power stars to unlock enough Princess Peach's castle to get to Bowser and rescue Princess Peach. Director Shigeru Miyamoto received conceived a 3D Super Mario game during the production of Star Fox, a game that sucked. Development lasts nearly three years, about one year on design and 20 months on production, starting with designing the virtual camera system. The team continued with illustrating the 3D character models at the time, a relatively unattempted task, and refining sprite movements. The sound effects were recorded by Yoji... Uh, and, and Nagajigai, and the score was composed by Koji Kondo. Super Mario 64, highly anticipated by video game journalists and audiences, boosted by the ad campaigns and showings at E3, critical acclaim. This is a flagship franchise, one of the biggest ones that came out just because it was on the new system, the 64, and like, like I said, first 3D bad boy i remember seeing this in the store um and you could play it man it was fucking crazy crazy um <clears throat> 3d platformer the player controls mario through various courses uh very very far more diverse than the previous games he can walk run jump crotch crowd climb swim kick grab objects punch using the game's controller analog stick and buttons he can execute special jumps by combining a regular jump with other actions, including a double and triple jumps, long jump, backflip, and wall jump, the player can adjust the camera operated by Lakitu, broadcasting Mario and toggle between first-person and third-person views. 
Woo! Yeah, this was a pretty, it was pretty uh, groundbreaking game. Did you, uh, did you have a, you got, you got a, you had a sixty-four back in the day? I did have a sixty-four. I remember my grandparents uh, got it. Yeah. May have been Christmas or a birthday, but I remember, and I think you're right. This game came with it, or at least I got it as the along with the gift. And man, this game blew my shit away when I saw Mario in 3D for the first time. And it really was fucking. Uh, I don't think people who didn't grow up in that time identified Mario as such a 2D kind of character. And then when you saw him in 3D for the first time, it really kind of fucked with your head a little bit. Um, it was. It was Mario, but in a completely different way. So uh, I loved it. Uh, I thought it was challenging, but uh, what a fucking breakout game. Really cool game. Highly rated for a fucking reason. That was a pretty cool game, yeah. I'm like, I played it so much. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. 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 That's what you do with games. Oh, yep. Yeah. Um, so with this with this uh this Mario 64 um I'm trying to think is there they do any like spin-offs there's a Super Mario 64 DS re-release and I don't think there was anything as far as like spin-offs of this particular game mm, not any but now Mario hella spin-offs there so I'm going to go ahead and give this bad boy that's a four out. Wait a minute. Damn. Yeah, four. Four farts. That's a pretty fun one. And, uh, yeah, man, I kind of want to play this now that uh, I'm looking at this. And I don't have a 64. I guess you could go and get a, an emulator and get on that. But, uh, might have to, uh, might have to reminisce. I, want, I bet they have it on the Switch. I bet you could download yeah. it on the Switch. I would bet it's on the Switch, Nintendo, and uh, this game, 64. That is a little strange because uh, to me it seems like, and I could be completely wrong, but yeah, I think after, uh, man, late 90s, I think the video game world sped up, but I don't remember any sequels or anything, uh, you know, besides different versions of uh, different games, Mario Karts and shit like that. But yeah, like the actual Mario game, was there, there was not another uh, leveled game uh, anytime soon after this one, was there? Or not a, not uh, not a spinoff of the 64 version. It might right. have been another Mario game, but it wasn't like related to that specific one, like how they sometimes do. But, um, but yeah, strong many, game. Yeah, I wonder how many total Mario version games because there was a. Uh, you remember Mario is missing on the NES? That polished. I don't game. remember that one. I remember it Wario. Was, yeah, Wario's Woods. Uh, they had that. Yeah, Mario's Missing was a weird one. It was uh, kind of an educational game. Mario's Lost in the World somewhere. You're Luigi, and you had to solve riddles. Look it up. It probably deserves uh, one fart if you ever review that pile of shit. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's, uh, this one, though, going back, staying in the realm, Super Mario 64, really uh, really cool game. I actually would uh, be down with getting the Switch out and uh, checking it out. Take it out the switch. Switch it up. All right. So, yeah, check that out. Uh, all you nerds out there, I'll be nerding it up with you. I might go check that out after this. Download it. And maybe play a little Mario. <laughs> Mario! Mario! Uh -huh. 
Yeah! Let's go ahead and get in this motherfucking uh, man. I, you, you was at our USFL game, and then we got a the championship of the XFL. I'm getting into it. XFL championship on Saturday, May the 13th. Man, you were right about Arlington. I know I got that one wrong. I can't remember. Yeah. Did, what's what's what the fuck did I pick DC last week? Or you. Seattle? Yeah, you and I on the XFL picks. Grant Mills, Jay Wiggy, both picked DC. Uh, I went two and two last week. You went fifty percent. Uh, you did. You picked Houston over uh, Arlington, which was actually a good pick. But I just had a good feeling about Arlington, so you were one and two. And Wiss's uh, sorry ass was zero oh and two. So uh, on XFL. So now, yeah, we're at XFL Championship, right? Oh yeah. The XFL Championship game featuring Arlington at DC. Uh, I think Luis Perez is going to be. Wasn't he the Stallions quarterback last year or one year? Yeah. Or I think he was. I think he was. Uh, What do you think about this game? What do you think about the championship? Oh man, Alamo Dome. Yeah, DC's pretty fucking solid. They're playing this one is this Saturday at seven. Ah, you got it's weird with so little teams. You got a four and six team that wouldn't even qualify for a bowl game, uh, playing a nine and one team in a championship. And the line is, uh, yeah, DC over under is 46 and a half, DC negative six. So, yeah, DC defenders on this one all day. Yeah, I'm going DC. I'm going to go Arlington all right, Arlington and uh, yep. Yeah. So DC, yeah, uh, they've definitely got a better record, but man, you never know when it comes to these games. So yeah, we shall see that May the third. Wait a minute, yeah, May the thirteenth. Oh, that's, that's two Saturday. weeks. Uh, yeah, not not this yeah. Saturday. It'll be uh, two weeks from now. Uh, my bad. I thought it was this Saturday. So be able to check that out. Um, uh, ABC and ESPN Plus seven o'clock. Is when that one comes. So we can go ahead and get into some USFL. Thanks, really. Wing. How was uh? Yeah, you went to this last one. How was the game? Game was good. High scoring game. Uh, the Stallions did not get the win. They played really good. Uh, both of them. It was uh, against New Orleans, the Breakers, and uh, back and forth. Uh, Stallions opened it up with a return uh, kickoff for a touchdown. So exciting until it wasn't. Then they just uh. Some mishaps there, but yeah, definitely, uh, you know, they're fun. I, I, I hope people continue to support your teams if you're in a local uh, a city that has a, an XFL or a USFL squad. Go check it out. Pretty good football. You see some uh, names that uh, may go back to the NFL or were in the NFL one day. So uh, it was good. The home team didn't get the win, but had a good time checking it out. So, uh, yeah, Stallions just came up a little short this time. Oh, all right. I need to make you the, our Stallions correspondent. Week four in the USFL. Saturday, May 6th uh, on 12 p.m. on Fox. We got the Houston Gamblers versus Philadelphia Stars, Fort Field, and Detroit. What do you think on this? I'm going to go Houston Gamblers. I'm going to go. Oh, damn. I'm going to go Philly. 
I love a good Philly steak sandwich, brother Fred. Ooh, that does sound good. I had a yeah, good feeling. All right. Ooh. And now the evening game at 630 on Peacock, NBC. The Memphis Showboats, Michigan Panthers at Ford Field. Uh, give it to Michigan Panthers. I haven't been impressed by Memphis this year. They're 0-3, so I'm going with Michigan. I'm going with uh, uh, a Michigan Panthers. All right. And Sunday, we got a couple games. 2 p.m. Peacock, uh, New Orleans Breakers and New Jersey Generals. Canton, Ohio, Tom Benson, Hall of Fame Stadium. Uh, New Orleans played pretty good this week on uh, against the Birmingham Stallions. Um, yeah, New Orleans, they, they looked really uh, complete. Defense was uh, a little loose at times, but, I mean, they, they racked up a lot of points. So I'm going to go with the big easy, New Orleans. Um, I'm going to go with New Orleans as well. I know what any WJers, yeah. They're going to come back and beat ass. All right. Second game, 5.30, FS1. This is, these are Central Time games, by the way. The Birmingham Stallion and Pittsburgh Maulers. Same place, Tom Benson. What do you think about a home team? Got to go with the home team. I think Birmingham bounces back. Go Stallions. Giddy up. Yeah, I'm going to go with Birmingham as well. I'm going with Birmingham. Got my hand on you. That's what's up. So long as they're up here. Whoa. 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 So what the fuck's going on, Jay Wiggy, for this week, my friend? What is going on this week? Uh, I'm going to be chilling this week. I've got some off days coming up, some sunshine with uh, Jarvis this weekend. I think I'll catch you there as well. Uh I'm ready to chill a little bit. Need a little breather. Need a little breathing room. A little, uh, little cocktail. And uh, but until then, I have nothing but office days ahead of me. So I'll be sitting at the computer chilling. What about you, Grammy? The hell are you gonna be doing at the computer? I uh, staying active and uh, keeping a job. Move, staying, moving the like, uh, Excel spreadsheets and stuff. Yeah, I got these probably... numbers and columns. <laughs> Yeah, just got to move the mouse around a little bit to look like I'm doing shit. Nah, I've got enough work to keep me busy, but it's, uh, you know, admin shit, making a few phone calls, updating some notes and some files, uh, just some bullshit to keep a job. All right. Well, yes, upcoming Jarvis Beavers event. Excited about that, fellas. Brian's going to be kicking it maybe, uh, I don't know, man, uh, drinking, smoking. Looking at asses, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, we'll maybe, maybe we go to a karaoke bar. Remember that time we were there and we heard that uh, girl get on it? Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 Man, I fucking shit myself. I fucking laugh so hard there. Oh, man. Fun times, fun times in the hood. Oh, Wiss. What up, baby? Listen. I'm about to go to baby's house and just chill. I'm taking a long way home, y'all. Oh, no. All right, Wiz. Have a good night. Man. Um, we will be back next Monday, 9.30. You know how we do. Well, uh, <laughs> Jay Wiggy, 
final thoughts. Yeah, next Monday be a good recap for the weekend. We'll have football and tells from Jarvis's uh, uh, shindig. Guys, always buy a bigger bottle than you'll need. Better to be safe than sober. We'll catch you next week. Grant Mills, take us home. Yeah, check out the old episodes. Next Monday, we will be here in the dirty 930 and do what we do. Show it up.